Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, Kulap Valesak brings some extremely positive energy and some wild new characters to Jordan Jesse Go. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. It's a beautiful morning here in Los Angeles. Uh, we're celebrating All Hallows' Eve, mm-hmm. as I call it. Uh, I've heard that the day before Halloween, which is tomorrow uh, uh, in, in the timeline that we're recording this, sure, uh, is called, the day before Halloween is called Goosey Day. You can call it Goosey Day, and it's when, it's when you go out and, I guess typically, it would, it's when you go out and create trouble. It's also a devil's night. It's oh. kind of a setting for Halloween 3. Oh. Yeah. Goosey Day. Yeah, Goosey Night, I think. Goosey Night? Yeah. Which seem, it seems to be a little redundant. It seems like Halloween is also for that, but this is just, it doesn't have the candy collection element. Okay. It's just about pranks and mischief. Oh, and that one D12 album. Uh, Eminem's yes. Crew D12. Oh, okay. Oh, sure. Devil's Night. No, Goosey Night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, we should start a rap group just so we can name our album Goosey Night. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, well, let's let's uh, bring our guest into the program. Uh, you know her from her role on the hit television program Children's Hospital. You know, him, you know her for uh, her role as uh, co-host of the hit internet podcast Who Charted. <laughs> uh, you know her, of course, as a contributor to the smash hit IFC television show The Grid. <laughs> Uh, please, please welcome Kulap Valesak. <laughs> you guys, this is a grid reunion. Oh, it is it a little is. bit three of, of sure. us in this room together. I hope yeah. the podcast doesn't get canceled because <laughs> we're all on it. Maybe it was the combination of us all being yeah. on the same thing that caused it to get canceled. I, I think. Mean, I think what we have to do is just be careful to not have Portlandia picked up for another season, and they want a lot more episodes and a lot more money. Yeah. I think that will be the secret to not getting this podcast canceled. How, how does one become careful in that way? <laughs> I don't know. How does one... We should write... I think let's just not encourage Fred Armisen to make a podcast version of Portlandia. Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah. then all of the podcast resources will we'll have, have to, to be diverted to, to Portlandia. Yeah. And you know what? I'd be glad to... I mean, I'd be. it's probably really good. Yeah, it would, would be probably really, really, really funny so that was I that mean, was I would, the real I would kind of voluntarily <laughs> when they when when i was like sat down and told that story of how the grid got canceled that they had just canceled like three quarters of their development slate and every show that uh was that wasn't the onion news network basically because they needed to divert resources to this big contract for portlandia I really found myself wishing that it wasn't Portlandia, that it was like, um, you know, Storage Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I could be more resentful. UFC's greatest crotch shots. Yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> You're like, God damn it. Finger fishing or whatever that's called. <laughs> oh, noodling. Like, I'm, 
I'm proud of I'm proud of the work that all of us did on IFC Television's The Grid. But sure. I, I have to admit that Portlandia was a better television yeah. show. Yeah, yeah it is. and you know, I one, think we can agree. One could argue that maybe, you know, Fred Armisen is a a famous guy who's already on TV and movies, and maybe doesn't need an additional TV show. And maybe sure. the three yeah, of sure. us who have no TV show, <laughs> zero, maybe could. You, but it's not about that. It's not about fairness. Wait, let, let, let's go around the room. Just okay. that maybe it's changed. Uh, Jesse, do you do you have a TV show? No, I don't. I am a I host a podcast. <laughs> So do I. Yeah. Jordan, how about you? Anything? Uh... Yeah, I, had a, I had a minor role on a TV show until recently, but uh, but no, as of uh, as of recently, I do not have a TV show. Okay, so it stands. We do not have TV shows. <laughs> okay, good. So it's good that we, it's or, good I, that we I, resolve I mean, that. I don't even have proper employment. So... Well, here's the here's the yeah. other th- here's the other thing about that. It's hard to hold Fuck it. you, Fred Armisen. <laughs> it's hard That's to hold it against Fred Armisen. I mean, I don't know, Jordan. Have you ever met Fred Armisen? I have not met. Cool up. Have you ever met Fred Armisen? I have. He's such a nice man. He's, a He's nice, like one nice of the man. nicest men you could ever meet. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, Carrie Brownstein. I-, I think we should focus on Carrie Brownstein because she should just go back to being a a minor rock god. <laughs> Uh, so she doesn't have. She doesn't need a television show. Yeah, she can just be the lady from Slater Kinney for the rest of her life. She's well, cruising. And now, wild you know, flag. She, exactly. She's in a super lady band. Uh, a super group. Yeah, she's Come in a on. lady. Su- she's in an all lady super group. Let's but, just go around the room. Cool. How many super groups are you in? I'm in zero. Jesse super group? I have not. I'm not. Oh, in you're in any... the Traveling Wilburys, right? <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm in the oh, latest okay. version of the Traveling Wilburys. You replaced Roy Orbison. <laughs> yeah. It's actually, it's me, Kid Rock. Oh. Uh, Scott Stapp. Scott <laughs> Stapp. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it. I was trying to think of other super groups and I'm like at a loss. Oh yeah, what what are uh yeah, if we There just, were a couple we, of I mean, metal supergroups, weren't there? Weren't there a couple of like hair metal bands that that broke up and then reformed with all leads with lineups of all lead singers? <laughs> Acapella metal. It had yeah. the last one it's like show. A, it's like a barbershop <laughs> quartet with David Lee Roth and uh yeah. Nikki Six. Yeah. Sebastian Bach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Good night, ladies. Good night, ladies. Good night, ladies. We're going to rock you now. <laughs> I the rose, I'm home again. That's a rose sure. with a bag full of cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> Thank you She's for doing the bass. Cool yeah. singing cool bass. Thank you you know that's the bass. that's really the yeoman's work. Okay, yeah. You're not going to get as much pussy in this death metal barbershop, a hair metal barbershop. I think that group, bass bass singing is really, in a lot of ways, a lost art. That's right. When I sure. when I turn on, because when you see like even a even in like an indie rock band that will have some um, that will have an element of uh, uh, of harmony singing, you know, the keyboard player and yeah. the drummer will sing Flip harmony with the lead singer, or, something like that. Yeah. It's generally a very light sound, and so if I see on PBS one of those doo-wop reunions, <laughs> and there's just a guy going. I'm always impressed by that guy. Yeah. <laughs> or in the case of the Capitol Steps, <laughs> Newt Gingrich. <laughs> Newt Gingrich. <laughs> I was trying to think, the Are la- the Capitol Steps a super group? <laughs> were, they all, were they all like, did they all have Mark Russell like careers? And they're like, hey, you know what? 
We can fucking take down Russell if we all Well, join. they're a super group in the sense that they were all office cut-ups from their respective oh, okay, sure. congressional staffs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> new pornographers. That's a super group. Oh, oh yeah. Good that's call. true. Good, that. Good work. Anyway. I think that one of, the, one of the things that you really can say about the Capitol steps <laughs> is that... Is that they're on PBS often? They really... No, they really are... Uh, they really are uh, like a living, breathing, real-world example of what would happen if you took the funny guys from The Office and then made them professional comedians. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you got together all... Because that's the premise of their group, right? It's that they all worked in congressional offices, I Oh, think. God, I know nothing about the Capitol Steps backstory. I think part of the thing is that they all worked for in congressional offices. Oh, wow. okay. Um, and so I think that what it really says is, is you get a direct example of what you would get if you did that. You know, like the thing that every stand-up comedian wants to complain about, it's that is a... F- <laughs> a f- it, it is a representation, no, y'all ain't crazy. Okay. That is what you would get. <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah. It does. Are you just giving me that look because I said y'all? Yeah. Uh, I am. It sounded unnatural. It yeah. sounded patronizing. Sure. So. Well, I was trying to patronize you, to oh, be okay. fair. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> Good work, Jordan. Yeah. May I have my candy now? <laughs> the, the candy, the candy, I want to watch this. The candy you keep from me. Uh, we, we've got a lot more to come. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Kulapulaisak, boy sweetheart. Oh. I enjoy that. Yeah, that's fun. It's a combination of both our nicknames. That's true. Yeah. It's um, kind of a super group of nicknames. <laughs> I um I just got back from a conference in St. Petersburg, Florida. Okay. I was investigating the future of journalism. Oh, wow. Um, what 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 I feel like Florida, well, I was going to say there's a lot of different vibes in Florida, but maybe there's only Miami and everything else. I so just <laughs> yeah, I don't I guess I don't have a stereotype for St. Petersburg. I think as as I understand it, there there are a variety of Floridas. And okay. I, I talked to people a little bit about this while I was in Florida. Mm-hmm. I think there is Miami, mm-hmm. which I think is probably that vibe is best exemplified by uh, Caliente, uh, muy caliente. <laughs> yeah. Was that by the phrase muy caliente? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Or by the song Welcome to Miami oh, by Will Smith, okay. probably. Yes. Or perhaps the Millennium. music of the Miami Sound Machine. Wepa. <laughs> <laughs> it's a colorful, flavorful, art deco seasoned mm-hmm. tone. Um, and then there are old people places. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is definitely something. I-, I was in Boca Raton, Florida once uh, for a conference many years ago. And uh, I found it to be definitely for old people. Um, actually, it was for the first one of the first underwriters on the Sound of Young America, Project Breakout. Mm, mm. Uh, I went there with a, a woman who once wrote on Saturday Night Live uh, in order to judge sketch comedy groups for a web television show that I don't think anyone saw. Um, and Boca Raton was a sad place, a distinctly probably. God, what an odd place to hold your. They were based Web. there. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were based oh, there, okay. and they flew everyone in. They flew. Uh, they flew in uh, me and uh, gosh, what's her name? Uh, the first lady writer on Saturday Night Live, who also created Square Pegs. Um, 
Elaine. Not Elaine May. <laughs> You're about to say Elaine I May. I was. I was. Um, she was certainly, having met her, the inspiration for Carrie Fisher's character on 30 Rock. <laughs> um, absolutely without question, um, if you remember that character. I do. Um, but anyway, uh, 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 that was my experience with Boca Raton. Um, and I, I think there is also a sort of rural south Florida, sure, sure. That is just that is sort of the has glades. more in common with yeah has more in common with like a rural Georgia or They've something got a like that. Fan boat based economy, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like fan boat repair, sure. sure, manufacturing parts for fan boats, sure, and yeah. wrestling gators to sure. some extent. Yeah, you know, I uh, I uh, I, uh, I used to um, for for Fuel TV have to make kind of a yearly pilgrimage to Orlando because that's one uh-huh. of the stops on the Dew Tour. Sure, <laughs> Mountain Dew, the Mountain Dew. If tour. you're nasty, <laughs> yeah, right, Mrs. Dew. <laughs> Miss Do? Anyway. Ms. Ms. Do. Do. This is Excuse the me. 21st century, Jordan. Sorry. Um, and, you know, it, yeah, Orlando, Florida it was just the pits. I just, I just, just hated going there. Um, but, I mean, the kind of the, the one thing that I, that I always said, like, okay, if I could just fucking get this done, this trip would be a success, would be I always just wanted to take a fan boat ride. And it was like two hours out of town. Like, it was like, you know, it would be, have to be like after work. We all pile in the car and go to this fan boat ride, and no one would do it. And I, I, what? I should have just, I should have just done it myself, like rented the car or. I don't know if you should have done it yourself. Yeah. I think it's good. Like, what if you got, you know? Are you saying that he shouldn't over? be alone? I'm just saying something could happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's better do you to go get as to, a buddy. You don't get to drive the fan boat, do you? You have to rent a fan boat operator. Right. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. though, it's like you go on a cruise and somebody always gets. This is my own fear. <laughs> this is my own fear. I'm bringing this upon no, no, you. No, someone always dies on <laughs> please, a cruise. Cool. I think I've that's a good happy. point. I've been looking for some new fears. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's entering a period of uncertainty in this I, life. I hear, I hear. I listen to the Elizabeth Lame episode, and I hear about your changes. Sure, and I support. I'm your becoming changes. yes. I'm becoming a young woman, <laughs> or a werewolf, or a werewolf. I'm becoming. I'm. I'm. I'm becoming a werewolf who has a very heavy period. <laughs> the worst, you guys. Oh God! The I turn worst. into such a wolf, bitch. <laughs> Oh my god! I just like the I like the idea of the of the werewolf lady going into the drugstore to buy heavy pads. Sure, <laughs> I feel so sorry for my werewolf boyfriend, <laughs> and I've got my awful werewolf period. But uh, I still try to hide it from him. Wait, but let's get right. back to your fear of cruises. Yes, I do like because okay. Also, a fear of swimming. I can't swim very well. Okay, uh-huh. so there's that. Uh huh. Have you have you taken lessons? What do you just not not take to it? What's what's what do you think causes your being bad at swimming? Yeah, I guess because uh, my family's immigrants, mm-hmm. and so we it was definitely like more of a work ethic. Like my parents owned a restaurant, so I never got to learn how to swim, or because I was working at the restaurant. Are you saying and that <laughs> Hmong don't swim? Number one, I'm not Hmong. Oh, <laughs> forgive me. <laughs> Number two. I apologize for you're saying from, it that you're way. You're from... <laughs> 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 you're, you, you are Lao and you're from Minnesota, right? Yes. I, I had put those together and assumed and, that you were Hmong. And many do because... <laughs> because there are more are, Hmong in Minnesota than there are white people. Exactly. <laughs> there, at this point, there are more Hmong in, in Minnesota than there are like Norwegians. <laughs> 
This sounds like a great stand-up character. <laughs> <laughs> I like this a lot. The guy who does ethnic humor based on... You know, I, I've heard, actually, I've heard that uh, Garrison Keillor is doing a lot more Mong humor. Right, yeah. Um, guy Mong, the private eye. Marginalized eth- ethnic group of Laos. Yeah, right. of uh, Highland mountainous yeah. tribes. Just yeah. the little foibles, you know, just their little quirks. Yeah. You wouldn't get it. You're a city person. Sure. Um, I am a Lao. You are Lao. Lao. I've been to Laos. It's an amazing country. We've talked about this. We've talked a little bit about. Little we've bit. talked a little bit about Laos. Have you ever been? I've been twice. Isn't it a gorgeous country? Beautiful. I mean, it's just amazing because most of most of Southeast Asia, being non-communist, mm-hmm. is just overrun with people and Kentucky Fried Chickens. I think yeah. at this point. Yeah. And uh, Laos is has the by far the lowest population density of any country in Southeast Asia. Absolutely, and it's uh, remains very very rural. I mean, even Vientiane, which is the capital, is only a, a few hundred thousand people. Yeah, and there now they have uh, more roads, but just recently, I think in two thousand seven, did they complete a paved highway type yeah single lane that yeah. went you know up and down yeah, the, the country this there was this guy vorisone my dad worked um my dad ran until he just recently retired but he ran this nonprofit that uh started out or ngo i should say that started out doing development work in in laos that he founded with uh, uh this is not funny at all but my dad is <laughs> <laughs> go on <laughs> My dad's a my dad's a Vietnam veteran. He was on an aircraft carrier that uh, uh, participated in the secret uh, war against Laos and Cambodia during sure the Vietnam War. We can find war. a little humor in that. <laughs> and, let's, let's just dig a little bit. Okay, landmines. For for those of you uh, listening at home, as Kulop was chanting landmines, she was doing a funny dance. So yeah, I mean, I think we found it. I think we really like so you know. So this woman Boonton that that uh, my dad met was uh, displaced. She now lives in the United States, but her family was internally displaced in Laos by the bombing. And so together, she lives in the U.S. As I said, they founded this organization to do uh, sort of people-driven development stuff in Laos. And so the guy who was the Lao boss of this was this guy named Vorison. And Vor was basically king of Laos uh, when I was there, which would be, I don't know, six or seven years ago, uh, because he had like a 1979 Corolla. Um, (laughs) He had a 1979 Corolla and seriously, women would flip out. Like women would see Vor and Vor was sort of a middle-aged man and not an especially handsome man, (laughs) but women would flip, flip out when they saw his Corolla. And also cops would try and hustle him because they figured he was so rich because he had a 79 Corolla. Yeah. Yeah. Not many people have cars. Yeah. It and was really like like the successful in, in Vientiane, the capital, is was at the time anyway to have a motor scooter. Like that was like yes. a big deal. And so the fact that Vor had this just the most rickety car you can possibly imagine. <laughs> but like, it had four wheels. But it had four <laughs> wheels. Maybe a tape deck? Yeah. Successful people oh. successful people in Vientiane would go to the bowling alley. There is a bowling alley there. Mm. That was also a very big deal. And the go to the high, it's where the alley. high rollers go. Sure. Yeah. And of course, Excuse the, the disco. Y- yes. Disco. <laughs> yeah, sure. We wear good fashion. That's what my cousin would say <laughs> to me. We, we go by fashion? <laughs> like, it's like, yes. <laughs> so you just hear loud, 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 fashion, disco. What is a good, what is a, what is an example? Like, what are the, if, if, if the, if the Laotian hot car is the 79 Corolla, what is the hot fashion? 
Oh, wow. Well, it was... Um, a shirt that says, I have a 79 Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they still wear traditional dress. Like, sin is the, um, the, the skirt, the fabric that kind of makes kind of a... a it's a like a wrap scra- skirt. A wrap, yeah. So, more beautiful fabric, more beautiful, intricate um, embroidery. But it's very – there's not still not much westernized. And if you're going to wear slacks because you work a government job and you look like Mao Zedong. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not like – Yeah, um, no, no. A lot of – you see – I mean, women in Laos really, at least when I was there, mostly wear traditional dress. It's beautiful too. Beautiful women also. Uh, but the, but, but those, those wrap skirts are gorgeous. Just gorgeous. And people, especially the further you get out in the city, like people wear ones that are um, sort of uh, that are imported fabrics and are sort of like um, sometimes like sort of sorry fabrics, you know, like, yeah, um, but uh, uh, the further out you get, you get more people that like embroidered their own shit and stuff. And you're like, damn, like that is what an amazing thing to do with with your you know, to make something so beautiful for yourself. Like it, it really makes buying something at the store seem really pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. To have like a, a textile that's speaking of textiles. I know. Of textiles. <laughs> I know somebody here is going to a textile show later. I may be going to the vintage textile show after we record this program. Wow. And that's at a, that's in someone's house, right? That's <laughs> in a dude's garage. No, it's in like some kind of VFW hall or okay. something in Burbank. Sure. It's definitely in Burbank. What's the? I mean, what's the? What's their prize textile that you? Well, I don't know. I've never been to a vintage textile show, but um, so like reams of fabric that perhaps are. I am hoping so. I mean, I think that there is. I think that they they will. You will also find uh, vintage clothing at at this show, Um, and I think that a lot of the textiles will be uh, like lace and linens, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and and quilts and shit. Oh, okay, okay. You know, that kind of thing. But I, I am definitely, I'm going hoping that there will be some dealers there that have fabrics because I yeah. would like to... Uh, make a bu- suit. Buy them for, I could potentially make a suit from them or I could buy, I'm actually looking for stuff. I started a, I haven't talked about this on Jordan Days oh Ago. Oh boy, but over, exclusive! Yeah, over, <laughs> new information. Over at Put This On, I have started a sort of pocket square of the month club called the Put This On Gentlemen's Association. Do you understand that I love this? Number one, I love... <laughs> I went to fit him. Yep. I love fashion. Two, I love clubs. I, love I did not monthly know. clubs. I did not know. I did not know a that your weekly club is a little much. That's a little but too come frequently. hard to yeah. the paint on a monthly club. Sure. You know? Fit him is the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, Certainly. if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. I went to the Los Angeles campus. Oh, Los Angeles campus. Mm. That's right. That's, that's, where, that's what brought me. That's to, where you, how did you how learned did you to be start? a fashion designer or a clerk at a Chanel store, correct? <laughs> it's like... Two jobs you can have. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, when did you get interested in comedy? If it seems, I, I guess I wouldn't have guessed that about you. That you. I got interested in high school mm-hmm. um, when I was in my speech team and sure. humorous and terp. Mm-hmm. That's short for interpretation. Wait, is that where you? <laughs> that's where you like read like a Mark Twain essay out loud, right? Is that what that oh, is? Oh, come on, man. There's all all different. Sure, you could do that. But you It's that or a modest proposal. <laughs> okay. One of the two. <laughs> Again, yeah. two choices. I like yeah. two choices. Mm-hmm. And you do great things where you do different characters, but to do different characters, you have to look a different way oh, and sure. do your body a different way. And you compete with other nerds. The world, <laughs> the world <laughs> who can of... alter their posture. <laughs> 
more completely. Yeah, you spend uh, early mornings on a Saturday. You get on a bus and you go to, you know, Burnsville High. Mm-hmm. You- All those fucking, oh, <laughs> I hope you whipped their ass, those smug bastards. I, I have done two. Sorry, I think rivalries are fun. Oh, I have really- done two speech nerd related things on The Sound of Young mm-hmm. America. I, I interviewed um, Jeffrey Blitz about his uh, film about uh, uh, debates that I can't think of the name of right now, but was wonderful. And um, I interviewed this guy uh, who wrote a book about high school debate and how it changed his life. And speaking as someone who, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I was on the academic decathlon team. Um, but I think that I didn't get the real academic decathlon experience because I went to an arts high school where there was no, no one was serious about anything. So our academic decathlon team, we would just go to the contest. Not even your Balinese mask work? (laughs) Well, we were pretty serious about mask work. Are you being serious right now? To some extent, space work. (laughs) (laughs) And, well, I mean... Existing in a space. Creating and existing in a space. Somewhat ironically, we were quite serious about Commedia dell'arte. Sure. (laughs) Um, There's but, only one way to be. But in terms right. of but in terms of extracurricular activities, like I know that some people, I know that some people, even in our school district, who were on academic decathlon teams, they would have meetings and practice and study and have mock tournaments and. So you're trying to say that you're you were the ragtag academic we decathlon were, team, like the Mighty Ducks. We were <laughs> we were distinctly ragtag. I would say that our main strength as an academic decathlon team was the fact that. Uh, being an arts high school, academic decathlon for some reason, it's the only thing that's like this. To keep up with the uh, to keep up with the uh, ragtag sports metaphor, your one uh, your one asset was the funny fat kid. Yeah, that's true. No, the, in academic decathlon, they um, the the teams are composed of people with different grade point averages. So it's because they wanted to be all kinds of kids that benefit from it. Really? I guess it's run by like the Lions Club or something like that, or the Rotary maybe. And um, so you have to have kids with, like, no better than a 2.5, no better than a 3.5, and and then you can have kids on your team who have any grade point average. And a single Jew. And so... And so we... uh, The school of the the arts team would struggle uh, in competing against the other school's 4.0 students. But if an arts high school has one thing... It's bright kids with low grade point averages. <laughs> and so we were competitive essentially because, despite the fact that we didn't practice or anything, because we had really brilliant kids with 2.3 GPAs who just never showed up to school except for the academic decathlon competition or whatever. Um, so anyway, that was my experience and you, with and, that. And they made that a priority because that's where you got all the pussy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, not... Yeah. Um, I'm a decathlete. Yeah. But well, oh, cool, cool. was there a lot of? Uh, I mean, I guess you know, there's that stereotype about the band kids or the drama kids. But on speech and debate, was there a lot of intergroup hooking up? I think there was. Yeah. I never. I was not popular in school, mm-hmm. um, especially with the boys. Um, I really didn't. Hey, you, don't, you don't got to be popular to bone down. <laughs> That's everybody's. No. I wish you told me that when I was yeah. 12. <laughs> just um. drop trial and see what happens. <laughs> sure. Just present your genitals <laughs> like a mandrill. <laughs> you do have a blue butt, right? Absolutely. <laughs> right. They get swollen. Who don't? When you were uh, heavy with dust? eggs. 
<laughs> Mandrill eggs. Goosey day. <laughs> no, but, so, but, but I mean, even if you weren't doing it, were you witnessing a lot of like, like, yeah, people who like, oh, maybe they were on opposing sides, so it was kind of naughty. Like, is that? Oh no, I just usually there would be like noodling in in like the bus there. Okay, like but By noodling, noodling. <laughs> they were catching catfish with their bare hands. I am from Minnesota. Right, right. And that was erotic. That was like an erotic display. Yes. Oh, and then uh, after we can go get some hot dish. Hot dish. Minnesota humor, Jordan. Oh, sure. Gosh. You wouldn't understand. I wouldn't. I'm sitting I went cold. there once Casseroles. for a conference. Yeah. Casseroles. Mm. He was learning about the radio. Yeah, wake me up when you guys have some jokes about Spago, okay? <laughs> As an Angelino, those are the only jokes I respond to. So then Wolfgang Puck says, What? Oh, God. Sun-dried tomatoes. Yay. He just says that? That's all he says? That's what he goes around. Put them on everything. (laughs) He's uh, Fred Schneider from the Beaker, too, by the way. (laughs) You take a sun-dried tomato, you put it on everything. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Why doesn't that do? Thank you for picking up the bass part. (laughs) Why doesn't that dish have avocado? (laughs) (laughs) The dogs are coming up for that. (laughs) (laughs) The dogs are upset that we're having too much fun. Coco, it's okay. We don't like the (laughs) B-52s. That's right. Coco Coco hates kitsch. I should have explained that Coco is opposed to kitsch. And so, and camp also. She really hates both kitsch and camp. Oh, so man. she is really uncomfortable. Our next segment was just going to be us wa- watching Pink Flamingos. <laughs> I so know. Anything, is that going to be a problem? Anything involving artsy homosexuals from the years 1978 <laughs> to 1990, Coco is against. <laughs> um, artsy homosexuals. <laughs> but here's the here's the. <laughs> Here's the thing that As I was... As opposed to one of those, like, woodworking homo- or, like, a steel mill yeah, homosexual. Yeah, this mechanic. Yeah. Jordan, don't stereotype the gay community. I'm sorry. We've probably, we've probably got lots of blue-collar gays in our audience that are, that are hot under the collar right now that you've put down for... What about, for example, just as an example, Jordan... Sure. What about Civil War reenacting homosexuals? Oh, well, that's sure. a given, that's sure. A popular kind of homosexual. <laughs> this is what I wanted to ask you. So, speech and debate. Yes. Is it's like I'm trying to think of something else that it might be like. Like maybe like a like a crew team. It is something that seems to have its own world. Yes. That is so focused. Yes. You didn't you didn't do the kind of speech and debate where they talk really fast, right? No, no. I didn't do debate. I just did yeah, I just did speech because my acting teacher, my drama teacher was like, We should put you in something. You're sort <laughs> of funny. You should do something other than <laughs> Let's focus that in. Other than just cry into comic books in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Use them to sop up your tears. Why don't we break you out of your shell? Um, but yeah, it definitely is like you you get up early in the morning on a Saturday and we all really want to make it to state. Uh-huh. We want to sure. make it to state and you dress up. That's my, part of it. You should understand my whole understanding of making making it to state is based on uh, the television show Friday Night Lights. Oh my God, I love that show so much. Was it basically the same as that? Um, less uh, physical activity. And <laughs> How depressing! No was it? Tyra. Was it, as, was it as depressing as Friday Night Lights? 
<laughs> kind of. <laughs> I mean, it's a different kind because of the depressing. Because the one kid got paralyzed. <laughs> oh, that's right. Nobody got paralyzed. He fell off the, fell off the podium. Okay. Yeah. Um, gosh. And I just, oh, yeah, there's this thing where you do three, you have your piece right. for the year, basically. You really? Your for piece. the entire year? Pretty much for the season. And you just Very hone rarely, it? you hone it, and you go to different meets, and you do it three times with three What are the judges. events besides humor and terp? Well, other people would do, like, drama and terp. Um, uh-huh. I think there were drama duo. Is what I call it. Drum- is that what you call it? Yeah. <laughs> there's duo. That's and there's a, like drama That's a duos. sex thing, right? Sure, absolutely. Wheel yeah. bar- barreling. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Endurance wheelbarrow. <laughs> sure. What else? I'm trying to think. There's t- there's tons. Everyone did different categories. Like in- I'm just imagining like a high school chemistry teacher like watching some high school as fuck and then just writing down seven. Yeah. <laughs> and then just jacking off immediately. He goes, mm-hmm. Writes down the seven and then. Um, if you if you got number one in all of your three meets, then they call them picket fences. Wait, you got picket fences because you were number one in all. So in there's the three only meets. three meets before no, state. No, that's um, you do your piece three times per like contest, basically. Oh, to different it's like a round robin. And then robin. they rank you, mm. and then and oh. ideally you would get picket fences. That's ideally, the... ideally you'd get sure. picket fences. <laughs> right, sure. What did you? <laughs> so did you? Do you do like something from a play? It's pieces. Like I did a. I think I remember doing like. Maybe I did a Durang yeah. piece, or that was in contention. Sure, I think do. I think most people do a Durang, yeah, yeah. Christopher Durang monologue. Yeah, for sure. For humor, humor yeah. center, yeah, I'm sure. Most plays aren't funny, that's why. <laughs> As I understand it, most plays are, are sad and or boring. I think I did, oh, my first piece was like a teach, like was an ESL class so that I could do different accents. <laughs> uh, oh, sure. <laughs> but then your... it's like moving my head around, like I am Russian here, I am Asian here. Like it's just horrible. <laughs> so the idea is to create sort of a twilight los angeles type experience well in that piece it was yeah okay that's interesting i like this but then it seemed like all the drama ones uh-huh. were just like about rape and my child was ripped from me and died oh, sure. and like was it oh god what tears. was that and i did i did i did a i can um i can relate a little bit to this i went to a couple of like um drama like competitions where you would pick a monologue or you know you would prepare a short scene and uh, yes, something that I feel like I had to watch ten times in high school was some depressing monologue about a nun who got pregnant. Sure. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then of course she looked up to the heavens for answers, right, and like that—that right. that hang there, look, hang there in your eyes, just look at those lights, stick that landing <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and, but you're just in like, but you're just in like a chemistry classroom. Yes. Yes, different parts of some school that's closed down. And you're be- yes, and you're being and you're being ranked by an artsy homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> I give that an A by divine. <laughs> right. A very mature performance. <laughs> oh no, the dogs are gonna come up again. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Sorry. You really plumbed the depths. <laughs> God, that was weird. Now, now we're talking about it. That was just like, it was a weird activity. Yeah, it's, it's a weird activity. <laughs> what if Shakespeare was a fraud? <laughs> <laughs> we 
Jordan's doing his piece right now. Let's judge. <laughs> it's my, in my piece, I just recycle uh, billboard slogans that I've seen. What if Shakespeare was a fraud? I get- we cater to dental chickens. <laughs> I give it a four. Didn't take into ca- account Sir Francis Bacon. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in just a second. <laughs> I'm Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Cool up. Vlaisak, not mong. Not mong. I apologize. No. I don't mean to confuse your no. ethnic identity. Apologies. Necessary. <laughs> Seriously, fuck the mong. Am I right? <laughs> fuck them. I never said that, you guys. Fuck those refugee fucks. <laughs> <laughs> trying to escape war and ethnic persecution. <laughs> they be tripping. Um, they're really like, they're, they're like 90% of the Lao in the United States, right? They're like a huge proportion, yeah, despite they, being a very small proportion of the population of Laos. Yeah, they, well, they received amnesty because of their help uh, right. with the U.S. government. Also, right. they're just... They're like the Kurds of Absolutely. Laos. Absolutely. And they're way more organized in America. <laughs> they really they're, got their acts in, together. In Minnesota, there are Hmong people in government. Yeah. Lao people are lazy. <laughs> they are lazy. How lazy are they? <laughs> well, let me tell you something. <laughs> what? <laughs> they really are, though. They, they really instill in their children um, to be a part of government, to be active in community, to... Um, they're very church-based as well. Oh. Um, Christian-based. So oh. hats off to you, Mo. Sure. You know, I, if they learn that if you work hard enough, one day... You can run the Mall of America. <laughs> right? Am I right? Yes. Minnesota, Jordan. Ideally, oh, sure. Minnesota. One day you can be in the time. <laughs> it's Minnesota stuff, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't yeah. understand. Do you get it? Do you, it's not the time. Jordan, we... Yes. I want to mention... <laughs> yes. I was in, uh, I was in Tampa uh, mm-hmm. for this conference, and we had a meetup. And I'm sorry I didn't announce it on Jordan Jesse Go. I'm sorry if there are people sure. in, the, uh, in the Tampa, St. Petersburg area who are just finding out about this. You should have been following me on Twitter. Uh, but I announced it on Shame. Twitter. We had a great meetup. We had 15 or 20 well, people Jesse, there. Jesse, you're going around blocking everybody. They can't see these meetup announcements because you're blocking them. Can I, can I clear up one thing no, about this okay. blocking? Yes, you may. Okay. I just want people out there to know. I don't think you're blocking I have only reasonable. I, I have not. only blocked like eight people. I'm sure. Total. Uh-huh. Ever. Well, I what, just, when I say. that When somebody says something, tweets something mean at me, I block them. That's fair. Yeah. It's totally fair. I don't need to, I don't need to get involved, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Bye. Um, but anyway, that's not what I'm here to talk about. What I'm talking <laughs> here to talk about is the wonderful people who came to this meetup. Sure. Just wonderful, just the nicest folks. Uh, I mean, it always is the nicest folks. We have really nice, pleasant fans. Sure. Yeah. But it was really, awesome. it was cool because a couple of people from the conference came and they were really impressed that I had like fans show up for something because they don't have fans. They're journalists. Sure. <laughs> they barely have friends. <laughs> um. And uh, and so that was really great. Everybody was really great. We got a couple of nice gifts. And I, I want to thank the folks who, who, who brought us some gifts. So there were some nice gifts for uh, Simon. Um, you actually got a nice gift there. Yeah, I got a talisman. This is a circular rock on a oh. kind of a leather piece of rope. 
I was wondering and if... And I'm it, swinging it around. <laughs> and I'm scared. <laughs> it could fly off at any second. I was wondering if it was like a millstone or a wheel or a sling. What is it? It's like some kind um, yeah. of aboriginal weapon. Yeah, I mean, I think I could use this to maybe bring down, oh, I don't know, a koala? Yeah. I think Just you could take out Just knock one of those a, little fuckers out of his tree. Yeah, or what hey. about a, what about South America? You could take out a capybara. Sure. Sure, or just drop it on the 101 and kill somebody while they're driving. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We are having fun. I love it. We are having fun. Random murders. Um, Unmotivated. I actually uh I actually got a gift in the mail that I am in turn going to give to uh, you, Jordan. Oh. Um, just because I think you'll really enjoy it. Oh, goody. Uh, I've got it over here. Great. I'm just going to grab it. Yeah, he's reaching down. Pocket pussy, pocket pussy, pocket pussy, come on. What? What, ah. what is oh, that? That it's is a throw a pillow, pillow with your face on it. Oh, I could fuck this. <laughs> yeah, I could, okay. Yeah, I could fuck this. I came home. Wow, this is bizarre. Wow. I came home after a long... And I'm going to ask you to describe this in a moment, Jordan. Sure. I came home after a long flight... I don't think flight. I have scream. <laughs> I came home after a long flight from Florida, and I had I was bummed out because I missed the seventh game of the World Series. I but I had some mail waiting for me, and I love mail. I I was thought it might have been something I bought on eBay. I thought it must be something great, so I opened it up and I found this fucking thing. So this is your face, yes, um, on a. Potato shaped <laughs> pillow, kidney shaped. Kidney, yeah, it's on the back, it's kind of it's kind of potato like. Mm-hmm, I guess it has little eye spots, and on the other side is your face, and it's been kind of stretched and distorted across this, as if you know you had Down syndrome. And yeah. we should, oh, I would say it looks like it looks like it looks like you're you've been taken over by the thing. And we John should... Carpenter's the thing, <laughs> but you're revealing yourself, like your body is becoming distorted. You're just about to emerge right, through your, your face. Right, your crazy monster claws are about to come out of your mouth. We should explain that this is not some sort of adorable felt representation of my face. This is a nightmarish, high-quality high digital printout of my face. <laughs> your, your lips look so soft and luscious, though. <laughs> The color on them. They do look very, very kissable. Very kissable. It's but, kind of like a um, Japanese uh, companion pillow, except nothing oh, sure. like that. Yeah, this, is, right. <laughs> this is deep, deep in the uncanny valley. Mm-hmm. This wow. thing is fucking horrifying. Horrifying. And I want to point out that I did not ask for this. <laughs> At no point did I say, you know what I'd love to get? I'd love to get a picture of myself creepily stretched across a pillow. God, it's amazing, though. <laughs> yeah. It is terrifying. But look. But, but no, but I mean, it is like, it is a, a, an incredible feat of human ingenuity. Like, how really does that is. happen? The back how of it's d- super soft, mm-hmm. just to give you guys texture. <laughs> Please. It's um, made by a company called Pillow Mob. It's washable, Jordan. Oh, good. And it's made in <laughs> oh. Seattle. It is genuinely oh, man. 
the most horrible. So this is what. <laughs> was there a note with it? This is yeah, oh, was yes. But I think what it was. I, I mean, these folks must listen to the show. It wasn't a. It was a slightly impersonal note. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that what it is is that the folks who run this terrifying pillow making company um, thought what internet influencers I, I mean as we all know I'm a powerful social media influencer totes totes my goats um, that's why you got a free Windows phone absolutely that's uh, I, I Facebooked about Barack Obama uh, and now he's president um, so I think we can see why I, they would send me something but uh, this is, I mean, it's just a picture they got on the internet. Number one, mm-hmm. uh, they, what, what the part that here's the thing. If they had decided to make a pillow, that maybe they would have thought to make a pillow that had, say, our logo on it. Mm-hmm. You uh-huh. know, the rocket ship that or would something. Be fun, sure, or like a round pillow with one soft side and one rocket ship side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But someone not only thought. Here's a good idea to get some promotion for our company. Mm-hmm. We'll make nightmare pillows. <laughs> <laughs> we'll flatten out minor minor internet celebrities' faces mm-hmm. and stretch them across potato pillows. Um, I can't stop looking at it. We will I can't crinkle. stop looking at it and then you and then back to it and then back to you. We will crinkle <laughs> the edges. Which one do I want to destroy more? <laughs> we will crinkle the edges to make it more unsettling. Mm-hmm. That looks so creepy. So that weird crinkles stretch into their eyes. But not only did they make this plan, so I can sort of understand making this plan. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of this plan, they went. They were Jesus Christ! This thing is upsetting. <laughs> oh, he kissed himself. Gross. Um, gross. They made this plan, and then out of their pillow-making machine, their high-tech internet pillow machine... Certainly, with lasers. They got this pillow, Mm -hmm. and they said to themselves... (laughs) They said to themselves... Yeah, this is good. Let's send this... Let's send this to the guy that the picture is of. (laughs) With no warning. Oh, my God. You should just put it on your chest and go as, like, Total Recall. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's your... That's your... Your uh, parasite twin going out of your stomach. <laughs> oh my god! Now I'm Zaphod Beeple, bro. Yeah, from the hit film, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, <laughs> <laughs> starring Mo Staff and Sam Rockwell. No, and Tim from The Office. I just can't stop looking at you again, and then yeah. back at the the pillow. <laughs> It's it's amazing. You guys post pictures like you have to post this. It's we will post this. We'll post a picture of this on the forum. It and I think that there are a few upsetting things. I think we can catalog the upsetting things sure. about this. Number one, the back is a little bit too soft, and it also has tone on tone dots. Sure, that make it look like eyes on a potato. Yeah, yeah. And that is creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It looks like the back of my head has a creepy disease. <laughs> right. Okay, that's uh-huh. number one. Number yeah. two. Anytime you take something three-dimensional and two-dimensional and two-dimensionalize it, but then re-three-dimensionalize it by stuffing it with stuffing, that's not going to be a good look. You, that pillow looks like a combination of Jimmy Fallon and Terrace Whittles. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look as much as you yeah, as those, sure. a merger of those two people. It's the size of my head. That's upsetting. That is right. upsetting. Um, I'm upset. 
It, they they left in my five o'clock shadow here on my upper lip, so that's also upsetting. But yeah. I would I would yeah. argue that the most upsetting is that the seams, because of the shape, because it's uh because it's ovular. Sure. That's not a word. Uh, that's not a word for that. Um, because, it's, because it's Ovaltine. Because it's Ovaltine. <laughs> the, the seams are... are Pinched. W- pinched, yeah. They're puckery. As if it was a Mylar balloon. Yes, exactly. Like a Mylar balloon. It has puckered seams. And some of those puckered seams are puckling like, puckering like my eyebrows and the mm. corners of my eyes in a very upsetting way. Yeah. I yeah. think what you should do is you should put that in your child's crib to sure. ensure oh, that he grows up man. to murder you. Yeah. Oh, now it's on your crotch. Yep. Now you are face penis. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, my God. That's the photo you need to post to the forum. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Anyway, I just, I didn't know what to do with this. I really wanted to, here's another thing about it. Sure. I want to throw it away. No. But I don't want to throw myself away. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it might be. No. It, it could have voodoo properties. That's what I'm worried about. Is there a voodoo curse on it? Do you, it. Oh, yeah. Is this a portrait of Dorian Gray situation <gasps> where you need to like... It seems like something I might have to defend. Right. I, sure. may, I might should get a safe deposit box for it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think Is so. Is that the best thing you to might, do yeah, for you it? You might live forever if that pillow do I have that to, pillow remains intact. Do you think I have to uh do you think I have to bring it uh bring it food once a year on the night before Halloween? Oh yeah, maybe you have to like uh kill a drifter. You mean on Goose Day? Now you've got to <laughs> Yes, on, yes, every Goosey night. <laughs> Goosey night. <laughs> <laughs> you must sacrifice a human hand. It's known that because you have to bring your uh, face avatar pillows gooseberries. <laughs> right. Your eyes are very soulful in this. And a very kind of like, it's, it's like your, your pillow self is seeing right through me. <laughs> yes, I shall refer to this as your pillow your self. Pillow self. <laughs> from, the, from henceforth. But there's something upsetting about it, too, that maybe, maybe what it's seeing through is your clothes. Oh, sure. oh, yeah. Maybe you could use that for like marital difficulties. Like maybe oh. like if you and Teresa are having like a disagreement, you can say like, all right, Teresa, say it to my pillow self. <laughs> oh or my just God. when she's angry, instead of instead of taking it out on me, sure. she could punch. You should add a me. you should add a oh, little man. like sound box in it where it goes, ouch. Guess what, pillow mob? You found a customer in me. That will be my Christmas gift. For everybody. <laughs> pillows of them. Everybody. Wait, is it face pillows of you or themselves? Themselves. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Can I get my dick on one? <laughs> I guess is what I want to know. We did, Jordan. Can you? Yeah. If we, I send in a JPEG of my dick. We did get a coupon for a free one in the letter. So if you want to, maybe your butt might make a good one. Mm, yeah, because yeah. the thing is, Jordan, I think you can only have that shape. So it's going to be your penis picture stretched yeah, I mean, that's, that's on a it. potato. That's it. He would prefer his penis to be elongated. Yeah. Ah! Slam! Ouch! Maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse Go. What do I do with it, right? What the I mean, fuck am I supposed to do with it? I, it I feel like I well, can't put it, away it for, away. put it away for now. We'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse Go. 
It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweet. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Cool up your Lysak, totally present and willing to love. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Good. Sounds you you great. shocked yourself with your own nickname. Was that a re- was that a breakthrough for you? Did you have, you know had you put up a wall? You know before? that we're not at a ladies retreat right now. <laughs> there <right>? you. <laughs> I think the world is a ladies Love retreat. How dare you? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's tremendous. But if you guys want to uh, form a trust ring right now, I can do that. As long as we bring in that pillow. <laughs> right, yes, the pillow could be part of our circle of trust. We put the pillow in the middle, we dance around it. Sure, yeah. Well, we have a ceremony where you light your candle and then use it to light the pillow on oh, okay, fire. sure. Um, hey, let's let's talk about... Jordan's um, candle is his penis. Go ahead. <laughs> right. Can I'm we... going to piss on the pillow. <laughs> Can we please talk about, uh, uh, talk about our sponsors this week yes. on the program? First of all... I would like to thank a new advertiser on this week's program. Uh, that is Josh Zison, attorney at law. What? He, yes. Cool. Yeah, well, he... <laughs> don't act... He's the official attorney of George Jessica so, this don't, week. Don't act quite so crazy. Okay, so this is, uh, this is what uh, Josh is up to. He is a... He practices general law in the Boston, Massachusetts area. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was on the Jumbotron once. Oh, sure. Now he was so happy. He's now a proper advertiser. So thanks to Josh. He's also doing a really cool thing, which is uh, he is uh, distributing these little pamphlets to bicycle stores across the Boston area uh, that show what your rights are as a cyclist. Um, uh, according to the um, uh, according to the laws, the new bicycle safety laws in Massachusetts, and so uh, you you have this illustration on the back of what your rights are as a cyclist, and then also you have this little thing inside where you can write down all the details if you get in an accident, in case there has to be legal consequences well, this for is the genius. accident. Terrific. I know it's really cool. I think it's I think it's really really a neat thing. Um, so if you are a cyclist in the Boston area, you might want to grab one of these things from one of your local bike shops. It's called the Bicyclist's Accident Report, just in case. Um, you can also, and I will, we'll put this address up on the, um, uh, on the sponsors thread in, uh, the Maximum Fund Forum, but I, you can also send him an SASE and he will send you one of these for free or several if you want several. Uh, it's Joshua Zisson, Z-I-S-S-O-N, 63 Atlantic Avenue, Suite 3, Boston, Massachusetts, 02110. So uh, you can rewind if you missed that or you can find it on the internet, but uh, really cool. And, you know, he also practices, uh, he also practices uh, general law, so if you just need a consultation or whatever... Um, but I think this is really cool that to have a a, a, a liar who's uh, representing the old uh, uh, bicycle folk. Yeah, they need somebody on their side. Sure. Or they only they only got half the wheels they ought to have. <laughs> All right. And many of them don't have brakes. Yeah. No, I am pro bicycle. <laughs> do you like? Do, why do I? Why am I always picking on bicycles? I love bicycle. I used to commute to school and work on a bicycle. Those bike folks can be a little silly sometimes. They, yeah, they get a little wimpy, <laughs> little wimpy. So they're kind of, they're, yeah, you know, they seem to, they have a, they have a, please wedgie me quality about them sometimes. <laughs> and their pants are too tight. That yeah. was and so sweet. What yeah. you just said, <laughs> all of it was so sweet. Um, but if you if you need legal representation, um, you can either email Josh at jpzson 
at gmail.com or give him a telephone call, 617-444-9626. That's 617-444-9626 or his email address, jpzisson at gmail.com. And all that information will also be on the forum if you missed it. Um, Also... How about our friends at um, MakePixelArt.com? Yes. Uh, this is where this is a website, a web application, where you can make uh, pictures using pixels uh, like you were designing characters for a Nintendo game. Oh. The old Nintendo. I get Regular, like the Nintendo bit. entertainment system. Not this system. Super Nintendo <laughs> that, frankly, is just a little too flashy. That Famicom is a little too super for me. Yeah. With its... Uh, Mode 7 scrolling? Anyway, okay. Just trying to think of a super name. With its Super Scope 6. Okay. Yeah, that's something. Yeah. Yeah. Bringing back to the good old days when all there was was a robot that rewinded your cartridge or something. <laughs> sure. Didn't you have that robot, Jordan? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I uh, robbed the video robot. What did it do besides get hot and burn children? It, yeah, well, it, yeah, it had spinning discs that got very hot when used for more than two minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, God, yeah, it was really, really weird. It was to this, it was, it, it, it was to this game called Gyromite, and uh-huh. when you needed to open doors in Gyromite, it would move a disc, one of these hot death discs... <laughs> from one area to another, and that would open the door in the game. It's very strange. What's a, what, I, what I've always been fascinated about this, Jordan, mm-hmm. is that I think that, l- like me, you, you grew up in the, uh, uh, di- on the dicey end of middle class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that this is like the one thing that was in your life that is purely for rich kids. Sure. And so I, I just find myself speculating wildly as to how you ended up with it. And I always end up assuming uh, that uh, you got it the way that I got an Atari Lynx, mm-hmm. which is to say that a, a rich kid got bored of it and gave it to you as a <laughs> gift out of pity. God, yeah, I don't remember the circumstances under which I got my Nintendo. But I do remember that, like... There was just the nice Nintendo bundle that had Rob the Video Robot. It had the Zapper Gun, where you would play Duck Hunt with. Uh, um, so you know there was kind of the bare bones Nintendo bundle, and then there was like the bundle that came with everything. And I think that's what we got. So I don't, I don't, uh, I don't. But no, I don't think it was a hand me down. But uh, our special yeah. thanks, our our thanks <laughs> to Rob the Video Robot, <laughs> opening doors in Gyromite since 1985. MakePixelArt.com is the website. And hey, if anybody makes something, I would like to. I would like to see someone uh, making some Max Fun related oh, yeah, pixel art on cool. MakePixelArt.com. Yes. So make something and share it in the thread yeah. for. This maybe, episode, maybe like something like a pillow shaped yeah. like Jesse's no. head. <laughs> no, a new, a new, a new. But seriously, I would like to see. I mean, what, 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 what could we see? You could see if maybe a penguin in the pants. Sure. Um, Coco. Uh, yeah, Coco, the brown brown dog. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff you could Coco being Coco being upset at, at, at uh, camp. <laughs> and Kitsch. And, and Kitsch. Does not like camp or Kitsch. Mm-hmm. Um, does not like atomic furnishings, so-called atomic mm, furnishings. Sure, sure. Huh. Prefers a more a mid-century modern I aesthetic. I wood, simple yeah. lines. Yeah, clean lines, a Scandinavian type thing. You know uh-huh. about that. You're from Minnesota. <laughs> Certainly. 
Uh, I should say on the subject of the Jumbotron, yes. I did. I, I had a follow-up email with uh, with Zena, who placed the personal ad. Yes. And uh, I, I don't want to reveal too much of her personal business. Cool up for you, a, uh, a listener uh, in Seattle, a lady, put a personal ad up looking for a date. And uh, I, I, I am happy to report that it's going very well. <laughs> you know, again, I'm not, you know, I'm not here to, to kiss and tell for her, uh-huh. but it's going very well. <laughs> so, for, if there are how, any, Jordan, how well any, is it going for, for Zena? Very well. Yes. So if there are any, uh, if, for the well. lovelorn out there in the audience, if you want results mm. for your genitals. Oh, <laughs> as we all do. Don't we? Uh, let's just say you want things to go very well. Very well. Very well. Hey, speaking of the Jumbotron, why don't we, uh, why don't we see what's up on the Jumbotron sure. this week? First of all... Um, we have a message from Bobby to Alex Russell. Uh, Bobby says, I'd like to wish a happy belated birthday to Alex Russell, who I recently learned is a loyal JJ Go listener. Um, uh, Bobby is hoping, and you're not obligated to do this, Jordan, um, I- that you will perform some kind of birthday rap uh. or a spoken word version of a birthday-related song to honor Alex's special day. Uh, boy, that's an odd request. It's not something I've done before. <laughs> well, I mean, you're known for your novelty raps. No, yeah, that's true. Oh, you know what? You're thinking of the Fat Boys. <laughs> oh, gosh. You're thinking of... You can, I know you've confused I was like, us again. Jordan is back, and you know he will never be whack. Yep. <laughs> your birthdays this year. Hear a song with your ear. Yes. What do you think about that? that oh, great. yeah. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> that represents both. That represents both the uh, the Fat Boys and the Jumbotron going very, very well. well. <laughs> Newt King. <laughs> We've got one more. We've got one more message here. Uh, this is a television comedy aimed at helping all kinds of quirky and nerdy kids navigate the confusing world of social relationships. It's called Flummox and Friends. Um, they are trying to raise the money to uh, shoot a pilot for this show oh. on Kickstarter. I think I looked at their website, which is flummoxandfriends.com. Flummox spelled that how you would expect it to be. Um, it looks like a really cool thing. It's sort of about a team of inventors that are very bad at inventing uh, and, in a comical way. And they also have to, what they have to really have to learn is how to relate to other children. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's really sweet. I it's, like that. <laughs> it's for children. It's for children it's like Kulop who yes. don't have speech. What if Kulop hadn't had speech and debate to bring her out of her shell? Oh my gosh. What would happen? Give who her would an I opportunity be? to do accents <laughs> and show that she could be of value to the world that's right. through accents. It's flummoxandfriends.com. <laughs> Um, if you want to advertise on Jordan Jesse Go, email Teresa at MaximumFun.org. And if you want to get up on the Jumbotron, just go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Cool, I feel like it's like under pressure. 
Cool up, you know, you know how Jordan Jesse go works. You know about momentous occasions. Oh, certainly. Well, why don't we go uh, to the telephone calls directly then? Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Go. This is Dan from Massachusetts calling with a momentous occasion. I was going out to the local liquor store to grab myself a beer, get a long night ahead of me, walk in the door, and you know who's in there? You know. He's got a long night ahead of him, Jordan. <laughs> yeah. He's going to need to be at least a little He's bit be drunk. a little buzzed, yeah. <laughs> He's got to get his buzz on because he has a long night ahead of him. It's part of his prep, yeah. Yeah. Sure, I mean, that's you got to lay down a foundation. That's right. Lubricate. Those, those As the Laotians have a foundation of church, this guy the is Hmong. the Hmong. The Hmong. Guys, I'm come on. Sorry. Get it straight. <laughs> They're the Laotian Christians. Um, this, this guy's... This guy's uh, church overnight camp kids aren't going to take care of themselves. No. <laughs> and he's not going to take care of them if he's not buzzed. Yeah, yeah that's right. No, it's Dan Aykroyd is in there. Huh? Yeah, he's uh, selling his vodka stuff. I don't have $50, so I can't buy one of his magic ghost vodkas for him to sign, but I thought it was pretty cool. Anyway, keep it up. Bye. That's amazing. Dan Aykroyd goes Crystal to- head vodka. Yes. Crystal head. He goes liquor store to liquor store. Wow. I mean, that's grassroots. Do you think he wears one of those uh, polyester sport coats like he used to wear on Saturday Night Live when he was doing uh, commercial pitchman parodies? No, I hope so. I would yeah, only, he's, he's yeah. Norman Mameway selling <laughs> Crystal Head vodka. I would enjoy seeing that. Uh, boy, yeah. I mean, but also, dude, all right. You can fucking find 50 bucks. If you, the opportunity presents itself to yeah. buy that vodka a bottle of Crystal Head Dan vodka, Aykroyd. Dan, you find the 50 My bucks. My mom did. She works at Byerly's <laughs> in Minnesota, a grocery store, and Mr. Dan Aykroyd was there. What? She bought my husband, Scott Ackerman, a Crystal Head vodka so that he could sign it, and she shipped it to us. Oh, my God. She had, so she had to play. She had so, to pay not only the shipping cost, but also the packing right. cost at the mailboxes, et cetera. And I bet there's yes. a special <laughs> box for shipping glass. <laughs> I bet. Which is more expensive. You got to write, and you also have to buy Jeez. those stickers that say, warning, contents may be paranormal. <laughs> do, you think, does, do you think Danny DeVito does the same thing for limoncello? Yeah. Do you think he shows up at... Well, definitely those stickers. He definitely yeah. does, because when he went on tour, when he went on limoncello tour... Uh, people sent us pictures of them with Danny DeVito because they knew about our passion for the Danny DeVito limoncello theme song. Mm-hmm. Danny DeVito's limoncello, a most delightful drink from this charming fellow. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's real. <laughs> it is a real song. No. It no. is a real song. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the... Oh, I, I wanted to say... Uh, someone, uh, someone at this conference that I was at, uh, you know, there was a hashtag and you were supposed to tweet about what was going on at the conference. This is something that happens at Congress conferences these days. And also in Congress. Yeah. And also in Congress, <laughs> they just put up the hashtag. <laughs> the, <laughs> Guys. Hashtag finance reform. Fellow congressmen, <laughs> right. women, please. The, ha- <laughs> the house, the house recognizes the hashtag. You know, you black. If <laughs> I would like to speak to the, you know, she's a hoe lobby. 
<laughs> Directly, please. But this, this woman from, I guess, Huffington Post uh, tweeted that I was like, an, who was Canadian, tweeted that I was like an American Dan Aykroyd, which I chose to interpret as a compliment at first, but then started to have doubts about. No, I mean, if a Canadian, I would say that, yes, you should, that, you should be suspicious of that. But like coming from a Canadian, like right, there's no they don't one have that they much. respect okay, more okay, than... Okay. The original cast of Saturday Night Live or SCTV, right? Sure. Okay. Okay. Like Good. even if you was like even if it was a less attractive, even if it was like oh he's like a, an American Rick Moranis, I would still have like I would still take that as an extreme compliment. I would like to have the green light power in Hollywood to be able to make my own straight talk about the paranormal, straight to Netflix, instant streaming, right. feature length film. I have you watched it yet? No, I haven't. I, I yeah, I keep toying with it because I have an I, you interest. You see it, and they show it to you. <laughs> yeah. they want you to yeah, watch it. And I'm just like, oh, the robot inside the Netflix yeah. thinks that yeah. you want to see this yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. It's so funny. It's like uh, when I'm just browsing Netflix and it's so weird. Like those things keep coming up. Like uh, Dan Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd speaks to the paranormal troll too. But then I'm like. <laughs> And then I, I've seen those over and over again. I'm like, you know, there's like 10 Woody Allen movies on here yeah, that I could yeah, have been yeah, watching totally. that they just do not present to you. Yeah, well, my, my but I Netflix... I have a whole list of gory father-daughter family thrillers. <laughs> I'm convinced that my dog, that my dog sitter uh, ruined my Netflix forever really? by watching like three or four direct-to-DVD action films uh, starring former wrestlers in the WWF. Sure. Um, <laughs> sure. And now all it thinks that I want to watch is uh, anime and wrestler starring directed DVD action H. films. Something yeah, yeah, Triple yeah. H and so Steven many Seagal. things. And you know what? I do want to watch. There's a, only one action film that stars a former professional that features a former professional wrestler that I want to watch, and that's MacGruber. Sure. If they that's were showing great. me, if they were showing me MacGruber, yeah, I want to kind of want to watch that again. Sure. With yeah. an appearance from Chris Jericho. I was just thinking about how funny that that ghost sex scene was in MacGruber. Oh, I would so like great. to see that again. I would enjoy watching that again. Mm-hmm. MacGruber was a funny film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hi, uh, Jordan, Jesse, guest. Um, on with momentous occasion. Uh, first of all, I want to apologize. You should know that he can't hear you. What? This is a recording. Huh? It's sort of like a sound ghost sound that ghost. we're delivering <gasps> Ooh, yes, to you. Yes, like that MacGruber scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you'll want to fuck it. Oh, goody. Loaded. The audio is a little choppy. I am recording this uh, in a Bluetooth in my car. Um, my momentous occasion is that uh, for the first time in my life, I, I just jerked off on the freeway. Uh, no. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, all right, anyway. Don't uh, do that. Yeah, take care. Take care. Thanks for sharing. Bye. That's too dangerous. Yeah. I, I don't know what's more dangerous, calling us. Or, well, jerking off is more dangerous. I was going to say I don't know which is more dangerous. You can go hands-free. Yeah, I mean, oh. if you, you can go hands-free. Said, yeah, you can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you can. If you, yeah. Well, it depends <laughs> if, you, if you have the right hands-free device. Fair sure. enough. Fair enough. Um, if you've got the right butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> More to the point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Less of a joke, more, more of just a gross thing, sure. Something about that may have made that... I mean, we have had some very blue momentous occasions, sure. but that may be the most blue momentous occasion we've ever had. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's the most disgusting act that has been described. No, I mean, no, it's, it's beautiful. Sure. And, I'm yeah. not, and I want to yeah, make it clear right. that... Yeah, I said harmless. You, you were right when you beautiful said it beautiful. beautiful and self-exploratory. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, he's all right. Women's retreat. Are we here? 
are we still gonna here? no when we're not gonna stop trying to make a human knot with me <laughs> stop getting to know our bodies guys all three of us are tauruses um, <laughs> we're very stubborn okay if we <laughs> we oh had we had one we had one last call but but my uh computer just went into hibernation mode because we were having too much fun talking about that one <laughs> yeah I'm sorry that that was the last... I did not intend for that one to be the last one. I thought... I saw that the name was called... I, I, I don't screen the calls. Our intern, Colin, screens the calls. Does a great job. Um, and I saw that that file was named High Speed Jerkin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that he was... Uh, well, I guess he was on the freeway, so he was probably go, he was going at least... 50 or 60 miles an hour. Yeah, so I, I didn't want I didn't want that to be the last taste in our mouth. Take them on, man. So to speak. <laughs> There's um, so many images. This yeah. is a very tactile, very sensory. Right. Very sensual. Very sensual podcast. Like I didn't realize. But I forgot. I did not uh, charge the battery enough in the computer that we play these, the uh, calls off of, and so it will have to be. <laughs> It will have, have to, to be, be your last memory of momentous occasions for this program. <laughs> hey, listen, I actually have an action item, and that is this. Um, I am I'm going to be traveling out of the country uh, to uh, Belfast, uh, Northern Ireland, and London, England. And um, while I am gone, we will have one uh, program that will be a guest program. But I, what I would love to have is a, uh, a 200th episode special when we come back. Because I realized, I was counting it up, and I realized this is episode 198. Uh, our next episode will be 199. And then after that will be our 200th episode. So this is what I would like for people to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like people to suggest their favorite uh, things from Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, their favorite bits, moments, um, uh, you know, anything up to, you know, from... Uh, two or three minutes to 10 or 15 minutes, uh, your absolute favorites. And when you suggest them, I want to add one more thing. And this is from the whole history of Jordan Jesse Go, going all the way back to when it was called the Untitled Thorn Morris Project. <laughs> um, I, I, I would like you to share with us uh, not just the uh, thing that you're looking for, but the time in the episode when it occurs. You know, from one minute, 28 seconds to seven minutes, 19 seconds, or from... 24 minutes, 32 seconds to 27 minutes it is 60 seconds. Timestamp it. Yeah. Or is it going to be like a sitcom clip show where there's like a little thread of a story oh. rolling and then it's just us remembering things? Yeah, we're going to have to come up with some sort of story premise here. Yeah. Um, but uh, then our, our intern, Colin, will cut those clips, uh, the ones that are the most beloved clips. Jordan and I maybe will come up with a premise <laughs> and uh, we'll throw together a clip show. It might take us, it, 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 you, we'll, you will likely have to wait an extra week for this show. And I apologize, but that's just the reality of producing a program like this. Um, but I think it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. That's a nice way to celebrate our 200th episode. Right? Congrats, you guys. Thank That's you. fantastic. Thank you very much. 200? We have, we have actually, we used to podcast by uh, distributing cassette tapes for people's Walkman. <laughs> it's true. It's true. The Walkman are a great band. They are. Yeah. They are really good. Yeah, we, we used to give They're people cassettes, good. and then they <laughs> would give those cassettes mm-hmm. to the band, and, the Walkman. Right, mm-hmm. and then and we gradually start to sound more and more like Bob Dylan every consecutive album. <laughs> <laughs> that is also how we are like the Walkman. <laughs> little, little indie pop rock humor there. <laughs> sure. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica.
It's Jordan <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt the... El- I should explain to our audience that Kulap and Jordan have filled the time between segments with an elaborate comedy bit featuring two young women who love to travel the world and uh, are also less than uh, good people. Hey, what's up? It goes kind of like this. <laughs> God, have you ever been to South America? God, don't they have the best museums? The museums, the food, the guys. <laughs> it's so stupid, but I love to travel. Yeah. I... <laughs> so stupid. Have you ever slept with a gaucho? <laughs> when am I not sleeping on a gaucho, behind a gaucho, or in a gaucho? <laughs> Wait, I love horseback riding. Oh my God, bareback much. <laughs> My favorite bathroom in the world is on the year rail. <laughs> it's the all-time best bathroom. Jordan is a bathroom connoisseur. Yeah. I've shit everywhere. <laughs> South America. Check. Spain. Check. The Czech Republic. Check, check. <laughs> okay, can we please stop this? Uh, I don't know. What do you think, listener? Would you like to hear 12 more minutes of this? Text 42248. Don't you worry. There's many continents. Would you like to to live the same nightmare that Jesse has been living as he's tried to engineer the show between segments? If yes, press six. Um, well, Kulab, it has been a joy to have you on our program. Thank you for having me. Um, you are, of course, one of the hosts of uh, the smash hit podcast, Who Charted, with the very funny Howard Kramer. Dragon Boy Suede. Um, is his rap name. Sure. And uh, you might know his hit rap song, Nut Valet. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. Right. As seen on the Jimmy Kimmel program. <laughs> um, you guys are doing a live show uh, somewhere here in, here in uh, uh, on the West Coast, correct? Yes. This Wednesday, November 2nd, we will be at uh, Laugh Hole at Chop Suey in Seattle, Washington. Well, that sounds tremendous. Yes, I'm so I'm excited. not going to lie to you, Kulap. That sounds like a good time. The only <laughs> way that that could get better is if you had a local legend involved in the program. <gasps> Jesse, 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 I have to tell you something. Our guest... Wait, can I guess? Okay, go ahead. The Space Needle. Our guest is not the Space Needle. The ghost of Kurt Cobain. Okay, well... <laughs> okay, wow. Now I feel like what I'm going to say is going to be as awesome. <laughs> oh, can I Can I guess? W- one Persi- more. One persistent more. light rain. <laughs> <laughs> Persistent light rain. Uh, we're going to get into a music chart. <laughs> it's a music chart. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on number two? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, same thing. Oh, and it stopped. Oh, there it goes again. <laughs> you guys, our special, very special guest is Sir Mixalot. What? what? I'm so that excited. That is tremendous. That it's, is very exciting. A Seattle legend. Yeah. A true, a true legend of the city of Seattle. Um, hey, listen, Jordan, we are doing another one of our big shows here in yes. the Los Angeles area on November 25th. That's mm-hmm. the day after Thanksgiving at sure. the Ice House in Pasadena. Still putting together the lineup, although I will say, I did just talk uh, to past Jordan Jesse Go guest, Mr. Moshe Kasher. Mm. Mm. He will be performing on the program. Sure. Uh, but we will have some very exciting stand-up comics on that show. I hope... Uh, no one in Southern California will miss it. It is. It was really a blast last month. I really think if if people come out to these things, we can do this every month. We have a lot of funny comedian friends. Yeah, right? and you know, we we don't quite ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. 
Not help it. Yeah. We don't quite ruin it. <laughs> somebody's <laughs> not ruined. Somebody's got to keep it from uh, leaving the atmosphere and going into orbit. Sure. You know, somebody's got to <laughs> keep you, it from... You, keep it, you weigh it down. Guys. Busting it. loose. Yeah. <laughs> somebody's got to keep it from busting loose from Earth's gravitational mm-hmm. pull. You that's, provide a service. That's our role. Hey, I want to mention uh, one more thing. As long as we're talking about live events... Sure. Uh, As I said, I am traveling across the Atlantic Ocean uh, to visit our friends in London, England. The the best ocean. Oh my goodness, you're so lucky. I drink water right out of the Atlantic Ocean. I know you're not supposed to, but it's spiritual. (laughs) Helps with my yeast tea. (laughs) That's a yeast infection for those who don't know. This is a popular name for a yeast infection that these these guys came up with during one of the breaks. (laughs) Jesse, did you take care of your yeasty? (laughs) You guys, can I cross borders with a yeasty? I mean, what type of visa do you have? (laughs) If it's within the EU, is that okay? Oh my God, it couldn't be perfect. More perfect. Okay, go ahead. Say you're a student. Um... I am doing. I am doing a make your thing uh, mm-hmm. talk, which is my talk about making independent media in London, mm-hmm. England, on uh, November sixteenth at eight p.m. at a place called the Green Man. Uh, this is in something that uh, originally I thought was called Monkey Bone, but it turns out it's called Marley Bone. Mm. Uh, Marleybone is sorry. Marleybone, I think, could be a sequel to uh, both Monkey Bone and (laughs) Marley. They happened in the same universe. Yeah, (laughs) it's like every Stephen King novel. (laughs) It's the crossover event of the awards season. (laughs) Brendan Fraser and Owen Wilson in (laughs) Marleybone. Um, but they dig up the bones of the dog that died at the end of Marley and Me. Tickets are it's uplifting. Tickets <laughs> yeah. are on sale for this thing uh, right now. Just go to maximumfun.org. It's it's there under events, and it is a very small place. So get your tickets now or uh, get locked out. And uh, we will be having a uh, we will be having a meetup afterwards. It is a cider house. Cider house. Mm, I so love that. the good news is cider house rules will apply. <laughs> Where you that's rape a that's your abortion for everyone. And, you know, everyone. She knifed him to death. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Michael Caine is addicted to ether. And then Spider Man. Spider Man. And the third one wasn't as good. <laughs> um yeah, so there's going to be a meetup afterwards. I guess is what I'm saying. And if a couple more people, if a couple more people say they want to have a meetup in Belfast, I will. I will host a meetup in Belfast. I'm willing to host a meetup in Belfast. It will be uh, the uh, gosh, that'll be the first week of November. Second week of November. Will we? We will have a meetup in Belfast. Maybe on Wednesday night. How about that? Tuesday night, Wednesday night, somewhere in Belfast. Uh, but you got to go on the forum and say, tell me that you'll come. Because right now, I've only had like one or two people say that they'll come. That's not even Tampa Bay numbers. Yeah, yeah. that's not a meetup. That's a date. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you know, I'm yeah. open to the possibilities. <laughs> but, but you know. Yeah. And baby and the wife will be home taking care of the baby back hey. in the hotel. Hey. She's not- you're on the road, right? Just to blow off some steam. That's right. He'll bring the pillow. It'll always be three at <laughs> <Yeah>. least. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, look. I'm a married man, but my pillow's single. <laughs> it doesn't have to. It doesn't have a dick, so I provide the dick. But yeah. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, I just I just want to throw that out there because uh, it is, uh, you know, it's the native city of my very own stepmother. It's a place very close to my heart, <laughs> Belfast, Northern Ireland. And so if anybody wants to have a meetup or just fuck the pillow, um, Definitely. you know, you just rub the soft side on their, on their Johnson or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Sure. Let's go. Let's do it. Right? Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> Um, 206-984-4FUN our telephone number jjgo at maximumfun.org email us or post in the forum thread your favorite moments from Jordan Jesse Ghost for, to help us put together our clip show and remember to include where they happen in the, in the episodes um, don't tweet them at us because I won't be able to keep track of those but email them to jjgo at maximumfun.org or post them in the forum thread uh, we will see you on said forum uh, and uh, next time Right here on Jordan Jesse Go. Hey guys, hmm. how about a cool promo for another Max Fun show? <gasps> Let's hear it now. Okay, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan <laughs> Jesse Go. Bye guys. Hi, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. We're three brothers. It's not a coincidence. We have a show. It's called My Brother, My Brother. Me. It's an advice show for the modern era. Uh, sometimes we also take questions from the Yahoo Answer Service. Hey guys, how many push-ups does it take to look like a werewolf? <laughs> That's a fine question, Griffin. We'll answer that one and so much more, including questions from readers about love and navigating the waters of society. Subscribe on iTunes or get it online at MaximumFun.org. We're brothers. We're experts. And we're sorry. Sorry.